We have two parashiyot this week, Parashat Aharemot and Parashat Kedoshim, two wonderful parashiyot. And Haremot talks about the service of the Yom Kippur in the Beit HaMikdash, in the Mishkan. What they did, what the Kohen would do, the Kohen Gadol would serve in the Beit HaMikdash. On Yom Kippur, it's the reading we read on the holiday, Yom Kippur. That's the reading we read, Aharemot. First half of it, at least, is the, that's what it is. And, and it has at the end of the parasha, talks about the warning against unkosher marriages. And then Kedoshim is an eye-opener for many mitzvot. Uh, famous ones that we know about, love your friend, don't hate your friend, don't speak, uh, don't carry gossip, chilut, a lot of great mitzvot in Kedoshim. And it also ends off also with a punishment against uh, unkosher relationships. The warning is in Aharem. What in Kedoshim was the punishment? Two real heavyweight parashiyot. There's a lot to talk about, but we'll take a small thing on Haremot. It says that Harana Kohen, we know that part of the service of Riki Pur is you have the two goats. The one goat that they slaughter, and the second one, which looks the same as the first one, they take it and throw it off the mountain. The Kohen Gadol puts his hands on the animal's head and confesses Am Yisrael's Avonot and they throw it off. They, carry, they take it out of Yerushalayim and throw it off some cliff and at that time Am Yisrael gets forgiven from their sins on Yom Kippur. It's called Asrael Azazel. They throw it out over them. Now, there's a great depth in that then Amban talks about what that is. Representation of Avonot, Yasrara, Isav, a whole talk over there. But Rabbi Sa'ajah Gaon says, Rabbi Rabbi in his parasha, Rabbi Rabbi over here from Rabbi Sa'ajah Gaon, a wonderful explanation and the reason why Hashem commanded to cast lots. They used to come to the Kangadol with a box and in the box there's two slabs. On one slab it says, Lashem, Tashem. And the second one says, Azazel, to throw off the mountain. And the two goats were in front of him. This, this took place on Kippur, in the Magdash, in the temple. And he put his hand inside and take out the first one, Lashem, and they put it on, 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 on one animal. And Azazel on the second animal. It was done by lots, and miracle will always happen. Always his right hand will part the one Hashem. Hashem means as a korban, a sacrifice on the altar. Says Abshajagaon, why did Hashem command to make a lot, to cast lots? Just take two goats, and take this one is for the altar, and this one is for the to go off the mountain. What's the idea of lots? Says Abshajagaon, this rabbi lived 12 years ago, that Hashem. Was teach, is teaching us a very important rule and foundation of emunah, of faith for our lives. That everything is in the hands of heaven. Even an animal which is going to be thrown off the cliff, the azazel, it's only because Hashem decreed that on that animal. Even on the animal, Hashem decreed 
that this animal, for some reason, Hashem has, a, has his, his mindset on that. He wants this animal to go off the mountain. And not as an altar, not on the altar as a sacrifice. Which means a human is not involved in that, that decision. Rather, you see straight up that that was chosen by Hashem. One for the altar and one for the throne of the mountain. And that teaches us about everything else. Of course, if, if an animal being thrown off the mountain was heavily decreed, how much more so a human being, especially a Jew, every move is being decreed upon in heaven. And it teaches, it teaches emunah. It teaches us faith. A guy sometimes thinks he's successful in Parnassah, in business. He thinks, well, I'm a smart guy. I made the right decision. And if a guy is not so successful, we think, or he thinks, eh, I'm not a good guy. I'm not, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to make good deals. I don't know how to do it. Midrash tells us a story that Rabbi Shemur Yochai, which you know next week's like, next week's like Ba'oma next week's. Some people consider this Shabbat, like the Shabbat before the, before the wedding. Rabbi Shemur Yochai's day is like a wedding that day, very high day. We may speak about that next week, but it's actually going to be But the Shabbat before that. So it says one time, we know the famous story, they were in the cave, 13 years, Rabbi Yochai and his son, Rabbi Azar. They ran away from the Romans and wanted to kill them. They went to the cave. It says like this, and Yerushalmi brings a story. Talmud Yerushalmi. Shmuel Yochai stood by the opening of the, of the of one day. One day stood by the opening of the of the cave, and he saw a, a hunter. He's trying to hunt down birds, and like the way it is, some of them he got in his hand. Some of them were able to escape from his hand of the trapper. But here there was an interesting thing took place. He hears every time the, the guy would try to shoot an arrow against the bird, Rashmari would hear a voice from heaven announcing what should happen to that bird. If the voice would say Dimus, which means free, so the hunter did not succeed in trapping it and killing it. But if he, the heavenly voice said Sabkula, which means captured, he was able to subdue and kill that bird. Said the Bishop of after hearing this voice from heaven, true story. If upon the bird, which is a very simple creation in the world, there's such a there's such heavenly uh, an account for it, with such dikduk, uh, such carefulness, that this one yes, that one no, this one yes. And it's not just by chance that it's been captured. Kalvahomer, upon us, Hashem is looking at us and taking care of us. If so, we can go out of the cave because if it was not decreed upon us to die, no one can kill us anyway. Why should we hide away for it? And with this understanding, he left the cave after 13 years. 
to light up the whole world. So it doesn't have nothing to do with the business smart guy, dumb guy, smart guy. It's only from the Kaddosh Baruch Hu. The fact that you do certain things to work for your business that doesn't make, make it look like that it's not a miracle, but it's all, it's all miracles. It's all from Hashem. And you can't do nothing without Hashem. You could have had a hundred more professional trappers next to this guy. It wouldn't help. It wouldn't help. Each bird was announced, yes or no. So number one, we're learning from here that there is a tremendous hashgahaf mashem, and a person has to believe in that, that you're being taken care of at all times mashem. And don't worry about it. Don't go crazy. And don't think that by doing extra crazy things it's going to be successful because of that. Don't waste extra time in your life to do such things. Spend more time on Torah study. Hashem is taking care of you anyway. Another point in this topic is marvelous. Here comes two goats. They're brought into the Bitter Magdash. And they slaughter one while the second one stays alive. They didn't send them out right away. Only after they did the service of the Holy of Holies, Kodesh Kodashim, the incense, and they sprinkled the blood of the first goat. Only then did they send out this second goat to twelve the mountain. Which means, meanwhile, the second goat is like, wow, look at this. The first guy got slaughtered. Wow. He thinks that he's going to have a better portion now, this guy. The guy's alive, the goat. Oh, I'm still alive. His friend, they knocked him out. I'm doing great. But end of the day, what happened? He realized that his friend that was killed first, he merited to be a Korban Hashem, a sacrifice. And his blood went to the Holy of Holies, his blood sprinkled. Whereas he, he sprung off the mountain into pieces. What is it telling us? The goat actually thinks they had to go. What is it telling us? It's a mashal. That's like a parable. Of course, it really happened. I mean, it really happened those days. But what I just said, understanding about it is upon what happens in this world. We see things, a lot of times, looks bad. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. But really, really, it was the best thing possible to happen. Or we think something's very, very good. Oh, it's great. And it came out, it wasn't even good. It was terrible. And on this line, there's many stories that we heard about. We heard how many times he has things that looked to be the worst, the worst thing happened to him in his life. And it came out the best thing in his life. Or was the best thing looks like and it came out the worst thing. Brothers that realize what looks bad, don't take it as bad. Hashem does no bad. Like that famous story with that woman, she knocked on the door before the holiday. It happened in Israel, in Yerushalayim, I think, years ago. She knocks on the door. The rabbi's home by himself, opens the door. What can I do for you? She says she needs some, she needs some money, some food. Her family, they need food for the holiday. He says, well, 
All I have my own stuff in my house is just just two chickens I have in the fridge. That's it for the whole family. Just two chickens. All we have in a holiday. I would love to help you. I can't help you. He himself didn't have. So she says. So he wants to close the door. She puts a foot in the door. He was taken aback. He says, "The well, I don't know. This lady, maybe something happened to her. She's not not all there. Maybe she has a situation that she's not. She's got, got knocked out so bad that you know what." I'll try to give something to her. He said to himself, you know what, I have two chickens. I'll give her one chicken. We'll manage one chicken, the whole family somehow. We'll divide it to a bunch of pieces. What can we do? He goes to the fridge there, opens the fridge, and what does he see in the fridge? His young son is in the fridge, almost dead. They, had, they put a game freeze, a freeze tag, hard to go seek. Must have been that the, the kid ended up, he found a good place to hide in the fridge. Everybody got him out. He saved his life. Doctor said afterwards, no, they may have been dead. Some suffocation. He thought he's giving a chicken away. It'd be hard for him now. But he gave a chicken and got back a boy. Got a son back instead of a chicken. Is that bad? What would he have done if he didn't give the chicken? Ah. And then opened the chicken and tell his wife, Let's cook for the holiday now and open it and then find a dead son in the hospital. What would have been that? Then he realized finally why did Hashem send this lady to the house to ask for food and put her foot on the door. Look crazy. What's this? I'm going to close the door. I can close the door. Then he realized what's all about. How often things happen in life that we think like the first good, like, oh, this is really a bad thing. And really it's a good thing. A person has to stop complaining and start thanking Yikadosh Baruch Hu for what happens. Always thank Yikadosh Baruch Hu for what happens, good and bad. And by the way, it's a halachas shu'al ruch. People don't know about that. It's a simanesh lamid. Adam ragil. A person should constantly say, like the Bakhiva says, whatever Hashem does is for the best. It's for the best. And it's going to be good. And it is good. And that's a big lesson from these two goats. Number one, the emunah, the faith, that even on putting a goat on the altar, there had to be a lot casted for it to show that everything is Hashem's providence, it's Hashgahan, it's heavenly assistance, everything is Hashem, to build the emunah, that of course, for us for sure, <laughs> how much more so a human being Hashem is involved, Hashem is always involved in the smallest creature. And number two, to see things in the good light always. To look at the idea that what looks good, not always is good, but what looks bad is not always bad. You have to see it and try to thank Hashem for everything. That's the lesson from this parasha of the two goats of Parah Halimot.